your network's bigger. So in other words, your posts and your engagement will increase and your followers will increase. So your ideas and thoughts and the articles and things that you post on your timeline will get viewed by so many more people. Okay. Welcome to Pipelineology, the business-to-business podcast for agencies, consultants, coaches, and businesses looking to build a pipeline of hot prospects ready to buy their products and services. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. To learn more about our strategies, services, and for resources on building your sales pipeline, visit Pipelineology.com. Now, on to the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another show of Pipelineology. This is your host, Gary Ruplinger, and today I am pleased to be joined by Pete Herbst, founder of the PSP System. Pete, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Gary. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Well, my pleasure. I am uh, excited for this episode um, because today we're going to be talking about uh, social prospecting. But uh, before we jump into all that, Pete, can you just give us a little bit, kind of your story, your background, how uh, how you got here? Okay, so um, I've been involved in sales for about over 20 years. And, uh, you know, every sales team needs leads to work on, you know, so you've got Either your salespeople jump onto uh, cold calls, cold prospecting, which is every salesperson's nightmare, jumping on the call and getting onto a phone call with somebody that's probably not too impressed about you phoning them, to be fair. Um, And during, just before COVID, the lockdowns and everything hit, you know, uh, our our, our place of work actually closed down totally. So I was forced to to relook and how things are going to, uh, to develop. We have migrated. There's no more walk-ins. There's no more walk-ins. You can't phone. Um, you can't sit in the call center or at your place of work and phone somebody and arrange an appointment and get them to come to you to, to, have, to, to have a sales meeting. So we had to change that whole setup. So through a lot of trial and error, we came up with a, with a, a pipeline that is omnichannel. It focuses on the cold email outreach plus LinkedIn outreach. So it takes what your sales team or your pre-sales team would have done and it puts it into a pipeline that delivers fantastic results. Oh, very cool. So, so social prospecting. So I think you just kind of explained that. So social prospecting, essentially we're looking at a system that uh, uses LinkedIn and email outreach to get people's uh, to raise their hands and say, Hey, I'm interested. Yeah. So basically how this whole, how, how, how it happens is you actually, we use an avatar. We create an avatar along with, uh, with whoever we're uh, doing this for. And that is basically their perfect customer persona, who they wanted to go business, who they want to do business with. So what we do then is, is that we conduct a search on LinkedIn, and uh, LinkedIn's got some awesome tools like Sales Navigator and the recruitment um, uh, option that they got. And you can really refine your search and really target people you're looking for. And you build a list and you enter them into your pipeline. Now, what makes this particular bre- or version of social prospecting so effective is that we base it on one very important cornerstone. And that is people sell to people, not businesses sell to businesses. So the entire motivation is to have a conversation with the people that you're contacting. 
So you want to build a relationship with them. They might not want to buy now, but they probably will buy in the future. Or at least refer you. It's all about getting that relationship going, about building the conversation and get it going. So social prospecting in this uh, version or in this form is not just simply about selling your product to somebody, but it's about expanding your network, expanding brand awareness, and getting yourself known, getting yourself out there, uh, posting relevant industry-relevant content, really engaging with your audience compared to, sorry to say this, but you'll get guys from, say, China or India, and they'll blast like 500,000 mails, and it's just a digitized pamphlet. It's not going to get delivered to where it's supposed to be. You're going to get it in your spam folder. So what's the point of sending the mail? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's so, that's a good point. When I, uh, when I talk to people about uh, email, I tell them your first challenge with that is you have to overcome the Nigerian prince you know, For type sure. of thing, yeah. you know, that's, that's where you start. If you show up in their inbox and they don't know you, the first thought is this guy's a Nigerian prince. He's going to, he's going to try and send me his fortune. That's <laughs> Delete. For sure. He's just sign a dotted line and you get your inheritance from what the relatives you didn't know you had. <laughs> it's totally like that. And the thing is, if you, if you're targeting, let's say you've got a high end product and you're targeting uh, high level employees, you need to get into the inbox, okay? Just the, deliver, the, the deliverability aspect of that. If you got any uh, language usage or uh, message headers that appear spammy, forget it. You either get, if you get into the, the, the server, first of all, okay? You're either gonna get put into the promotional tab into your Nigerian prince folder, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> You've, you've got to elicit the conversation. You've got to grab attention, but not in a, not, not in a, not in a, not in a salesy way. So one of the key things that we look at, we use a, a, like a, a measuring stick where does the message look like you just came across this bloke's profile or this person's email address and you sat on the bus on the way home and you typed them a quick email or you typed them a quick message to get into a conversation with them. That's the key behind it. It's not about fine polishing it to the point where you can see, well, this is a script. This is something that's been planned out. You know, like it's, you, the, the, the numbers that we get, if you, we've tried it. We've used extensive copywriting on some of our messages and we got told not so nicely and nicely to please go away. You know, filter off into the sunset. When we use a conversational engagement, it looks like there's, uh, it was just, I wouldn't say slap shot put together, but it's like Gary messaging me on the way home. You get an engagement because people are sick of being sold to. People want to have a chat with somebody. They want to talk. So that's 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 the the angle that we that we we use on the on, on in, in social prospecting. It works. So if I'm understanding right so far, you you start you start kind of building your avatar on LinkedIn. You start uh, finding those people, and then you kind of take a quality over quantity approach where you're not looking for a million people to, to blast your message out to. And then, and then you kind of, you're going with a conversational approach to the, to messaging. So you'd actually, you're out, you're doing outreach to the people you connect with. Is that, am I following so far? Yes, that's correct. So we get into, we approach from a conversational outreach 
And it's not a one message or two message sequence. It's actually a four message sequence. So you filter in 2,500 uh, prospects into your uh, pipeline, which runs for six weeks. And those 2000, out, of, out of those 2,500 prospects, you sending 25,000 messages. Okay, and it's timed in such a way that it looks like it's, you're not spamming the person, but you're not also out of sight, out of mind. If you know, if you know, you know what I mean? So it, it listens to engagement. And what you've seen is that I'd say around about 60% of our engagement comes between the third and the fourth message. People want then again, okay, okay, fantastic. You know, tell me about, you've warned them up. You've got them um, onto, onto the uh, on correct thought pattern, if you will. And then you end in the conversation with them. You get them on a call. It's simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> so now do you guys, um, do you use uh, kind of software to manage this? Is this all kind of being done by by hand, or is it? Do you kind of when you're we, when you're doing it for a client? Do you teach them how to do it themselves, or what does that kind of look like? It's it's basically a done for you service. Um, so what we do is we incorporate various tools that we've uh, optimized and used over the over the past while. Um, we continually looking back and analyzing our data, looking at the, and optimizing the pipeline. So the tools we use might necessarily be the same in six months time, because we're looking to get the maximum effect out of it and to automate it as much as possible. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the conversations with your prospects, you don't want a bot to do it. You don't want a machine to do it because you're building a conversation. So as soon as that person replies to a message, you've actually got a, a human being getting into a conversation with them. And that's the difference. People know when they're talking to a bot because it's a stock standard reply. When you're talking to a human being, obviously that human being runs with the conversation. So when I'm doing it, let's say I'm doing it for you, Gary, then I will take a look at the content that you've written, that you, how your website is uh, designed, how you speak and how you converse, how you, uh, uh, what you've done in your posts. And we use that language usage and your tone of voice to build the content, number one. And when we reply, we stick to that tone of voice. We stick to your language usage so that when they get into a call with you, they, they have got absolutely no idea that they haven't been talking to you for the whole time. They think they've been conversing with you through the entire process. Uh, my team then gives you a total breakdown of the journey that the prospect has been on up until the point of the phone call. I gotcha. So do you run into any issues with, um, I guess I know having talked to people about, you know, LinkedIn and kind of seeing messages about this, do you run into people saying, Hey, you know, my account got uh, shut down or LinkedIn said, Hey, you can't do this. Do you guys run into any issues like that? Not at all, because the tools that we use, the algorithm is designed to mimic human behavior. It's designed to fool LinkedIn into thinking that there's actually physically somebody doing it. Plus, we stay well within the, um, the perimeters set for the amount of connect requests and messages and views you can have in, in a 24-hour uh, period. So we don't break any rules. 
we operate within the rules and we, and we haven't not, uh, we run it quite a few for quite a few people, various locations, India, uh, Europe, Asia Pacific, uh, in the US as well. And not once have we had any issues with being played. Okay, that's great. I know, like I said, I know that people get worried about, oh, this is going to ruin, you know, ruin my LinkedIn account or ruin my reputation. So figured, figured I would ask that one because I'm sure some people are out there thinking. That's a oh, very, very, very sounds, good question. Yeah. <laughs> so, after, so after you messaged them on LinkedIn, um, I think kind of before the call, we were kind of talking about that you also get the advantage that you're growing your network at the same time. Yeah, because... I'll use an example. You send out, or well, we send out on your behalf, a thousand connect requests. Of that thousand, between 40 and 60% accept your connect request. So that means, let's say you had a profile of 800 people. Within six weeks, you will have 400 more people in your network. That's got a twofold advantage. First of all, your network's bigger. So in other words, your posts and your engagement will increase and your followers will increase. So your ideas and thoughts and the articles and things that you post on your timeline will get viewed by so many more people. Okay. Second of all, it also increases your second and third network connections. LinkedIn works has got, has got a ripple effect. So I drop one user or a, a drop into it and then, it's like, it's like dropping a, a drop water into a pond. It lands, and then you've got concentric circles that expand. Now, you can say that where the, the, the drop hits, that is your network. Then the first concentric circle is your second connections, and, the second, and, and so it goes. So as your first connections increases and expands, the bigger the bubble, the bigger the drop gets, the bigger your second and third connections get. So what will happen then is that your campaign reach will increase, which invertedly will have a knock-on effect that your network will also increase. So as you're building these, these uh, things and doing this outreach, what do you recommend people actually do to share and put on their newsfeed? Like what, what does that kind of look like? Because it sounds like that's a valuable kind of part of the the system okay so what i recommend is that let's say you've got a campaign that you want to start in say two weeks in that two-week period post at least six times before the time it's like you're warming up your audience you post relevant content like let's say that uh, gary is busy marketing his podcast and these are the themes that he wants to start exploring in the next two weeks, then he'll start posting content on his LinkedIn profile that's relevant to the topic that he's going to be, that, that, that's, that's been, that he wants to sell, basically. So let's use an example. You've got a software development company and you have developed an AI and machine learning testing platform. Okay. It's robust. It does its thing. And you're targeting... Uh, companies who are into software testing and they don't, they don't necessarily have the, the means to do it. So what you start doing is you're going to start posting content on your timeline that regard, that with regards to AI, machine learning, robust testing platforms, uh, what are the benefits, what are the disadvantages, 
really start building and warming up your, your, your audience to what you're about. And during the course of your um, campaign, you just keep running the, not the same content repeating it, but fresh content. If you've got, if you've got fresh content, your impact on your campaign increases exponentially. Well, that's awesome. And I know you were saying that you don't just stick to LinkedIn. You go beyond LinkedIn. And uh, I think you said you, you also email these people as part of the process. That's correct. What we do is we coincide, like the list that you build has got both, has got both your, LinkedIn, the, your prospects LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn profile URL plus their email address. And we validate these email addresses on twice. So when that email address gets into our email client, you know for sure that that email is 100% for real. So that you don't get um, hard bounces and your DNS records don't go all pear-shaped, that you maintain those records and those statistics, which, en which enables you to get into your high-profile service, like if you're targeting CEOs, managing directors, that sort of thing. So in, in effect, Let's say I'm targeting Gary and he's a prospect and you're a prospect. You will receive four LinkedIn messages plus four emails. And the content in both is basically the same. Do you kind of take a conversational approach to email as uh, well? Is that still kind of the whole theme? It's the whole theme. The whole theme is a conversational email. Look, the language usage in the email is a little bit more professional than you would if you were talking to somebody on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is, is a, it is a professional network, yes, but it's still a social network. So you don't want to appear as if you've rehearsed it. In email, you can still, the language uses can be a little, a little bit more rigid. Okay. So if somebody were, were doing this or wanted to try this, what kind of results would you tell somebody, you know, here's kind of our benchmarks, here's, what you should expect to see if you're, you're doing this. Um, let's say you're in uh, an agency or a, a SaaS company or something like that. I would like to stress here that if you're doing it, you've got to really, it's very important to get your list right, to target your avatar and to get your content right. If you've got those two down, you're looking at anything between 40 and 60% connection rate on your LinkedIn. Okay. So let's say you send a thousand, you should get in the space of six weeks, you should get between 400 and 600 new connects on your um, profile. Of that, you're probably going to get an engagement rate of anywhere between 35 or conversation rate of anywhere between 35 and 45%. So I, I can't really give you the numbers of my math isn't that great today. Um, but you're looking at about, you're probably looking at about 120 conversations. Um, and then of that, you can probably get industry standards around about 36 to 3.7% gets into a call. Our industry, what we've experienced across platform, if you do it right, you're looking in the region of 12%. Between 12 and 18% um, get onto an actual call with you. And the thing is, the thing with, that I also want to give advice to is that when you get onto the conversation with somebody, Be strict and sort of be strict and brutal when it comes to the 
criteria that they need to fit in to get them on the call. Otherwise, you might end up with people that you get onto a call with and they're not necessarily what you're looking for. The whole idea behind the whole, this whole pipeline that, you, that you're going through is to engage a conversation, yes, and then sift through the conversations that you're having to get the relevant person to have the conversation with. It's no good you've got 30 calls, but you don't sign any of them. So the, the, the whole idea behind it is to sift through those people that are time wasters and get the people that are really interested in what your service is and what your product is and what they're looking for. Now, do you put them through a, a pre-qualification process or are you kind of doing this on your own where you're looking at their, their, their profile and seeing if they're actually a good fit? Um, do you have any insights on how to, how to fi figure out if they're a good fit before you get on the call? Okay, so first of all, like I mentioned, the, the lists, the lists are very important because you're, if you, your avatar, um, you'll see if you do a LinkedIn search, you're going to get guys that are MDs of software companies, for instance. But not everyone is in, that fits into your avatar. So out of a list of 1,000, you're probably going to get maybe 300, 350, 400 that are actually proper targets. Then you enter them into your pipeline. And you get into a conversation with them and you start finding out how they, their business works, what they're doing internally. And then you'll soon see whether or not this person is a good fit now, is it going to be a good fit later, or is an absolute no-go. So you grade them according to the conversations that you're having with them. Because you're finding out about them. It's a conversation. It's not, deep, buy my stuff. It's, what are you doing in your business? How are you running things? Maybe we can do you, do, you basically do some information sharing to find out more about them so that you can adjust that information to get the right person on the call. Okay, so when you're getting on the calls with these people, then it's not an immediate kind of go for the jugular, pitch them your, your thing. You're still going with the conversational uh, theme you've been going with. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Look, by the time they're getting on, a, on the call, they're interested in what you're doing. They're interested in hearing about your system, your product. By that time, they're, they're about 70 to 80% ready to buy because they want your service or they want your product. They want to use what you're, what, what you're doing because that's the way the conversation is designed. It's been designed not to keep it at conversation level to the point where it's just friends meeting in the pub. It's a conversation, where, it's, a, it's a type of conversation that you're going to have if you're at a networking engagement where you're trying to find new business and finding out what other people do and how you can slot into their industries, how you can expand your network and, and build profitable relationships. I mean, this sounds, sounds pretty cool. What, uh, what else should people know about this type of system? Um, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it, it definitely charges up a lot of your time, especially when you're doing it in, at scale. I mean, think about it. You put in 2,500 uh, people into your pipeline, okay? And of those 2,500 people that you put into your pipeline, you're sending 25,000 messages, okay? And that is without anyone replying. If someone gets into a reply before you get onto the call with them, 
you're probably looking at an average of between three to eight messages going to and fro where you're building conversation. Where you're finding out where this person get on the call or not. So if you quantify that, it does take time. It does take up a lot of your time. So I, my suggestion would be to block off time per day and just knuckle down and go for it. Two hours a day, if you've you don't necessarily have to do it at scale, but it's a numbers game. So the higher, the more numbers you filter into or throw into your pipeline, the more engagement and more success you're going to get. Depends how busy you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Is there is there anything else that I should be asking you that I haven't asked yet? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> so you you have a system though that. Um, really kind of takes a lot of this time commitment off their plate. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Could you share a little bit more about that system? Okay, so, well, basically this PSP system uh, is what is basically exactly what I've been speaking of now for the past while. Um, it's actually a team of people that run your pipeline. Uh, we set up your, your avatar, we build your content for you, and we run your pipeline. The only engagement that you have with, the, with, your, uh, with these prospects is when you get into a phone call with them. We basically set the appointment in your calendar for you. We fill up your calendar so that you are um, busy doing sales calls, not busy prospecting. So the time you get into the call with that person, you know this is, there's like a 70% to 80% chance of actually closing a deal here. Oh, wow. That's, that's a huge number. <laughs> it is. And so, I can just throw some data out there for um, our latest campaign we've been running. I have booked uh, 32 calls for my one client in six weeks. Wow. Which isn't, uh, which isn't a bad figure. You know what I mean? No, that's... Let's get too busy. <laughs> Let's get that's awesome. So somebody wants to learn more about this, where should we direct them? Where should they go? Um, I would say go to the Digital Closers website. It's uh, www.digitalcloses.com. Take a look at it there. There is a, uh, uh, the PSP VSL is there, so you can take a look at that. All right, well, that's awesome. Well, we will definitely put that in the, share that in the show notes for everybody. Uh, Pete, uh, thanks so much for coming on today. I uh, really appreciate you kind of thanks sharing this. Um, you know, check out uh, digitalcloses.com uh, if you want to learn more about this system. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us today. And take care, Pete. Thanks. Thank you thanks so much. Guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.